0: Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Safe Recovery. This is Monica Richardson, and I am your host. Today is June 10th, 2014, and I am glad to be back. We were filming in Louisville and in Little Rock, Arkansas. So it was a really great trip. I got to meet two amazing women, Brittany and Michelle, and uh, so we got some really great interviews, and I got to connect with some Wonderful, wonderful uh, young ladies. Um, so here is the show that I had planned for today was to talk about the readings that are at most AA meetings and why are they still read. And it wasn't really until I was digging and reading the um, the French papers and stinking thinking. Which were two huge anti-AA blogging sites back in 2009 and 10, and I began to read and people were posting, and I started to listen. I went to smart meetings and uh, I started reading other literature, and I began to hear everything in a new way. And even, you know, I've been making this film. I want to just give you an update: what's going on with the film? Um, we are in our fourth week of editing and we will have uh, we will have a film by mid-August. And I have one more trip I'm going to do, and that's heading up to Seattle tomorrow, where I'll be interviewing somebody and uh, going to a place where maybe the, some safety needs to be going on. And but basically, uh, then I'll come back, and then there's uh, some interviews in Palm Springs and a local interview, and we're just finishing everything up. But... You know the preamble, which says, um, "Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other, that they may solve their common problem and help others recover from alcoholism." The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There aren't, and, and that's not true anymore. Like that's, you know, the only requirement for membership. Yeah, but courts are ordering people there. Um, a is not allied with any sect denomination, politics, yes, organization, yes, or institution. So it's really embedded in our government, and it's very embedded in our medicine. It is embedded in scientific research when it comes to addiction and alcohol dependency and overuse. It's in all the media. Uh, People, even therapists who aren't even in AA, are still sending people AA, think AA is like it was in the 19. 80s or 70s when there were sexual predators there as well. Uh, institution, when they say it's not allied with any sect denomination. Politics, oh my God, it's so involved in politics. Somebody sent me a link where it shows how AA was involved in, um, if somebody said, well, if uh, the Senate could just, oh, I think it was one of the candidates, that if uh, they would just uh, run the Senate like an AA meeting, things would be great. And I'm like, oh my God, that is like so scary. That is so, so freaking scary. Um, The next thing that um, I'm going to just go ahead and read. I I have a bunch of stories. I think these are, I have a pile of stories. I have hundreds and hundreds of news stories from newspapers all over the country and actually all over the world. The the One one of the worst, I think, is um, Man Molested, a 3-Year-Old at a Bellingham AA Meeting. That's the one that, for me, is... Um, you know they're all, but these are all terrible stories. Uh, we have Carolina Panthers defensive Greg Hardy was arrested and uh, on suspicion of domestic violence and communicating threats, and he was ordered by a judge to attend three Alcoholics Anonymous meetings per week following his arrest on suspicion of domestic violence. So I just want to say that sending a violent guy to AA does not help. At all, fix. in fact, makes them worse because they're in AA. They will be told they're not allowed to get angry and that all they can do is pray and that they're not responsible for their actions and, like, whatever. It is, like, the biggest bunch of crap. From the Grand Haven Tribune, oh, back in June 6th of 2011, ex-banker gets deal in child molestation case An ex-Michigan bank president accused of molesting molesting a six-year-old girl has pleaded guilty in a deal that could eventually clear him of felony charges and keep him off of Indiana's sex offender registry. Um, His trial was started. Actually, this guy is, there's a follow-up to this story. I need to get this. Um, but this is back in 11. They included staying away from the victim, continuing psychiatric counseling, attending alcoholics' anonymous meetings, and abstaining from drugs and alcohol. Well, let me just tell you this. Sending him to an AA meeting where there might be children present or mothers with young children is also another bad idea. I don't know whoever thought this shit up, but uh, we need to talk to judges, and we do plan to um, send the petition that I have up on moveon.org. And if any of you don't know... We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Then the fourth story is Anderson County man sentenced to 375 years in prison for sexual assault of a child. In Palestine, Texas, Willis Demond Carwell, age 32, of Palestine was sentenced to a total of 375 years in prison on five counts of sexual assault of a child on Tuesday afternoon at the Anderson County Courthouse. Um, And this young female victim testified in response to questioning by the assist- assistant D.A. Watkins about how she came to know Carwell, In quotes, my mom took me with her to a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we met and I talked to him, Carwell. He came over to our house after that, the victim said. Um, so she was 14, he was 31, and it's sad, sad, sad story. Uh, let me see. Hmm. Um, AA Sponsor, Assault of Sexual Assault. This is an old story. This is a story that is from February 2012. This is in all of my, uh, this will be in the film, and this is in all the trailers. That an AA Sponsor for Alcoholics Anonymous in Boulder is accused of sexually assaulting a member he had offered to help. Loreno Cifuentes, age 64, uh, Wednesday night, on suspicion of unlawful sexual contact, Uh, And let's see, Boulder's detectives have been investigating Cifuentes since November 2011 when a woman reported that Cifuentes had touched her inappropriately during a meeting that had scheduled at a Boulder hotel. The woman said he pursued two women in the AA group and that he would help them through one of the AA steps. That step is is so disgusting. What What is this guy saying that he could help these women through this step? Like, this is such bullshit. This is, but you know the stuff in Louisville makes us look like you know, it's all bad. Okay, I'm not making it, I'm not going to make this any smaller than it is because it's really bad. Okay, the step is about disclosing information about somebody's past wrongs to one another, and it's done in a one-on-one private setting. Boulder police spoke, spokeswoman said. So right here in the headline, AA sponsor accused of sexual assault. Story number seven: Saint Paul strangles uh, strangler gets 34-year-old for girlfriend's death. So this happened in Twin Cities. Corey Dean Thomas um, did not accept that Megan Neely was leaving him. In his anger, the St. Paul man strangled the 27-year-old mother of two last fall and stuffed her body into a crawl space of her apartment. All you have to do is be a man and walk away, Neely's mother said at his sentencing Tuesday, December 11th in the Ramsey Country District Court in St. Paul. Um... Let's see Thomas said he and Neely had met at an alcoholics anonymous meeting. Uh though he did he ple- this guy pleaded guilty. Thomas wrote a letter to the judge after the plea saying that Neely's death was an accident. And um Thomas previously had been convicted of four violent felonies including a 2009 case attacked a woman and her stepfather with a box cutter. Uh so He was obviously court-ordered to Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, Samantha Neely spoke to the court through a letter read by Mullings, and Samantha Neely had to pick up the 10-year-old after school. The girl was expecting her mother and asked why her aunt was there instead. It's pretty sad. All right, um, very, very sad. Uh, The next story, story number seven. Crown Breaks Down Describing Rape Victims' Devastation. Um... Let's see, a Manitoba Crown attorney wept Monday as she described how a rape victim had been devastated by the attack. Joycelyn Rishow had to pause several times as she struggled to read a statement on behalf of the woman whose 46-year-old former boyfriend pleaded guilty to several charges. He was sentenced to three years in prison in addition to 18 months of time already served. His name is not being published to protect the identity of the victim. I trusted you. I cared for you. I only wanted the best for you. Why, 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 the woman wrote... Emotionally, I felt dirty, used, guilty that someone I had allowed this to happen and very degraded. I felt like my soul has been robbed. The victim, who wasn't present for the sentencing hearing, began dating the man after they met at an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting in 2007, the court was told. The, they ended their romance in July of '08, but continued to be friends. However, everything changed when the woman went to uh, his... I don't know, whatever, home in September '08 and found him intoxicated. Um, the man put duct tape over her face, bound her hands and legs together, and then sodomized her. He also demanded she call her 18-year-old daughter to come over so he could sexually assault her while she watched. She was repeatedly beaten when she refused. Ay, my God, this is just so bad. This is in Winnipeg. Great. Canada. Uh, story number eight, The Daily Citizen in Dalton, Georgia man charged with child molestation has pawned hearing on Friday. This is in March of 2012. Roy Floyd Johnson, Jr., 38, uh, faces charges of child molestation and sexual battery of a child. He was arrested in January for allegedly molesting a girl who was attending a Narcotics Anonymous meeting with her parents. The girl was in a separate area when the incident occurred. Um, let's see. It's just, you know, it's just bad. Bad and more bad. Story number nine, father guilty of sexually abusing daughter. Jury convicts Medford man, 50, of dozens of counts of rape and sodomy against his daughter beginning when she was 12. Yikes. This is really bad. A Medford man will likely spend the rest of his life in prison after a Jackson County jury found him guilty of more than two dozen counts of rape and sodomy, perpetuated against his daughter and another young victim. The case against William Henry Thompson, 50, is one of the most disturbing in memory, according to the prosecutor, who spent three days laying out Thompson's twisted path from grooming to raping, the metaph... wait, wait. To raping, to the methamphetamine addiction, to to sexual torture. Jurors late Thursday afternoon returned 26 guilty verdicts. Most of them were unanimous. I've never seen a person whose actions were so degrading, said said David Orr. Jackson County Deputy District Attorney, not only to the victims, but also to the human race as a whole. That's how bad it was. Um, And the part about AA that's in the story, let's see, he knew exactly who to target or said, adding that Thompson would ply the young teens with alcohol and cigarettes but would attend Alcoholics Anonymous meetings himself. And one night after returning home from AA, Thompson realized that the girls had been drinking. So he was just, oh, just a good, upstanding, creepy Alcoholics Anonymous member. Story number 10, Wasuka woman charged with attacking others at an NA meeting. This was in March of 2013. An 18-year-old woman could face more than 16 years in prison after allegedly attacking several people, including arresting officers following a necrotic anonymous meeting in the city of uh, Waukesha. And story now, mind you, this is only... I have a pile, a pile that is about more than a foot deep. Uh, the Inui case, which is... Um, you know, this is a story where he fought, and uh, he fought for being sentenced... To Alcoholics Anonymous, and even after he passed, his son continued for him. A dispute at Baldwin Park Alcoholics Anonymous meeting ends in a shooting. In November of 2011, an argument between two men during an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting led to a woman being shot in the head Thursday night. Baldwin Park, California. So here we are, and it's a quiet, it's a quiet night. Uh, it is, uh, we have about 15 minutes left to the show. I'm just going to do... 15 more minutes. As you know, I'm wrapping up making of the film that's been – I started in May of 2011. I had to take six months off in 2012 for a health issue that I had to deal with, and then got back to it, a full bore. Um, we did an Indiegogo campaign last summer. We raised almost $25,000. Um, we've been raising uh, thousands more, which thank you very much to everybody who has contributed to pay for the editor. And for, for uh, my DP cameraman, and for my production assistant, and people that are helping. Uh, and basically, we are trying to finish up filming at the end of this month, and put in some sequences, visual sequences. And the the film is uh, being edited, is being cut as we speak, and we will hope to have a film in the can, as it said by mid-August is my goal. Uh, You know, one of the things that... uh, I went to a meeting in Kentucky last week. I was in Kentucky and Arkansas, as I talked about. And I went to a meeting in Kentucky, and I was really disturbed about what I saw there. And what I saw there was a bunch of people that were, first of all, you know, the meeting was called, you know, keeping it real, but the truth is there were very few people, there were a couple of people that were keep, that kept it real, but they really were just m- mimicking people from the Pacific group, which is a very, very uh, white group in the Pacific Palisades that is a cult group with the Clancy clones here, where you get up and you say, my name is Joe, and I'm an alcoholic, and my sobriety day it is, you know, January 1st, 2010, and you know, my sponsor is, you know, Joe Schmo, and uh, his grand sponsor is Sally Angles. And, uh, you know, and today, I, which is crap. I mean, just this rhetoric, this type of, you know, repeating of, you know, who cares? I don't, I don't know anywhere except that cult group, of the Pacific group, where people state their sobriety date, you know, right after they say their name and their, you know, an alcoholic, and this this tradition that is only in those meetings where somehow the Pacific group has found its way into it. And so what's going on in this group is a lot of sex drug slavery. Um, So you get somebody who has drank or used something again, which in the AA world you call it a flip, and uh, and then that person is vulnerable and then they get thrown out of all these rehabs because they're all 12-step. It has to be abstinence only and, you know, it's this way or my way or the highway. And or and you get out and they know that and then they offer them drugs. And they say, you can come stay at my house, but there's a hitch. And the hitch is, well, what kind of drugs are you into? And then you have to give me sexual favors when I want it. They have no money and they have no job and um, they're really trapped And a lot of 13-stepping and a lot of drug dealing and a lot of bad stuff. So uh, I have, you know, I thought that the Marina Center was pretty bad because I know there's rapists at the Marina Center just hovering and waiting. Um, These really sick people. Um, There's women. There's women that do it too. So today is going to be a really slow show. We had somebody log in and log out. And I was going to just go over, let me see if I can, this old book that I have is so old, it is falling apart. I just want to talk about the lies that are read. So here's where the brainwashing happens. At every meeting, they start with the preamble, right, which is half of it is a lie now, because you have people that are being coerced and forced there, half of the people. Over half the people are forced to go there or think they have to go there. So you no longer have people who just want to be there. Um, then you get to the traditions, which are read in the middle of every meeting while they're passing the basket like you're in church. And then they read Chapter 5, which is also a bunch of crap, that half of that is also never vetted. Half of that is not true. And uh, But I wanted to just, how do, how does somebody... Get assaulted in an AA meeting place, and the people in the people in AA, in the, people who believe they're members that are in this culture, don't all have a sane mind where they say, you, "You need to get out of here." You know, act like you would in a grocery store, act like you would in any other environment. You would say, "Get the flock out of here," and you can't come back. That's not tolerated. You can't treat other, you can't treat women that way, or you can't treat, you know, men that way. You just tell them to get out. Well, that doesn't happen. How does that not happen? How does it not happen in AA? Is because they're brainwashed. You get brainwashed. I was brainwashed. Not as badly as some others, but... I never believed that people should get away with stuff, but there's certainly other stuff I was brainwashed. The first tradition, which to AA members, they they think like it's their policy and procedure. It's not. AA has no policy and procedure about this. The 12 traditions is one our common welfare should come first. So what part of sexual harassment, battery, uh, sex flaming, um, you know, sexually uh, hitting on people, um, you know, making sexual harassment is, I think, the big one, has nothing that has to do with common welfare. Personal recovery depends upon a unity. Well, it's saying that my own recovery depends upon the unity of the group, which is not true. Because I have been in plenty of batshit meetings, and I remained absent the years that I was, like, like what is it? What, let me just read that again. Personal recovery depends upon a unit. No, it doesn't. But they're telling you that, that your recovery depends on that, that group's unifying and staying together, which is total bullshit. Um, each member of Alcoholics Anonymous is but a part of a, is a small part of a great whole. So now we're call, they're calling you small. You're just a small part. AA must continue to live or most of us will surely die. Well, that's that's not true. AA must continue to live or most of us will surely... What is AA? And why would I die if AA died? I'm not, none of us would die if AA died, okay? Hence, our common welfare comes first. But individual welfare follows close afterward. Hmm. Yeah, sure, whatever. Okay, This I'm reading the long the long form that's in the back of the big book. Two For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority: a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Well, let me tell you something: Somebody being becoming a sex slave, somebody being mo- raped, molested, sexually harassed, financially scammed, has nothing to do with a loving God so if you if that happens and then you have a group conscience and they vote to keep that guy in there, there is no loving God in there in my book, okay? Three, our membership ought to include all who suffer from alcoholism. Hence, we may refuse none who wish to recover. Okay? So you, you can do crime on us, but we are still going to welcome you all. We, we, don't, we don't give a shit if you rape our women or rape our gay young men or rape gay women or assault them or molest their children. Because why? Our membership. Because it, it says here in your stupid long-form traditions. Is that Why? Uh, hence, we may refuse none uh, who wish to recover. Well, they maybe should have put like a, a thing about safety here. No ought AA membership ever depend upon money or conformity. Any two or three alcoholics gathered together for sobriety may call themselves AA. So there's there's no there's no regulations. There's no what's what's the word where um, you know they have to, no accountability. That any two or three knuckleheads could get together and start a meeting. That's it. Um, Let's see, group, provided that as a group, they have no other affiliation. That is such bullshit, okay? So this is what's happened. So you have the, uh, the feathers, birds of a feather, so those are pilots, and you have doctors or without, you know, you have the doctor group, and so totally affiliated with doctors, totally affiliated with, with pilots. And I want to say hey out there to Kevin. I see that you just logged in and were listening. And I'm reading the long form of the 12 traditions because I just caught something that I never saw before because I actually never knew what I know now. And it says here, any two or three alcoholics you know, gathered together for sobriety may call themselves AA group, provided that as a group they have no other affiliation. Wow. So that means that the pilots groups and the doctor's groups, and there's a special, there's a lawyers, there's a group of lawyers, international lawyers, the international judges of alcoholics. They have other affiliations. They're affiliated. Oh, my God, this is, like, really weird. I'm just saying. Out of one side of their mouth, they say one thing, and then the other is something completely the opposite. So it's total bullshit. They have a complete affiliation. Um, Number four. With respect to its own affairs, each AA group should be responsible to no other authority than its own conscience. Man, this guy was like smoking a lot of dope or something. I don't know what. Um, but when, it, when its plans concern the welfare of neighboring groups also, those groups ought to be consulted and no group, regional committee, or individual should ever take any action that might greatly affect AA as a whole without conferring with the trustees of the General Service Board. On such issues, our common welfare is paramount. So once again, the the group is more important than individual. And if you look at, you know, this is the long form, but if you look at the short form of four, it just says each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. Um, So when people are getting is financially scammed or ripped off or assaulted or raped or there's, you know, uh, sex slaving going on, I think that affects AA as a whole. And when Paul Cleary read his letter to the New York board in 2009, and my letter came in the fall of 2009, and they voted to do nothing, and then people continually to be harmed, I mean, I I think it, it affects everybody. Uh, This is really a weird one. In respect to its own affairs, each AA group should be responsible to no other authority than its own conscience. Yeah, well, what if your conscience is filled with criminals who have taken over? Like people say on the blogs, you know, you have the crazy people who have taken over the asylum. So true. But when its plans concern the welfare of neighboring groups, those groups ought to be consulted. How, How are you going to consult those groups if the groups, you know, it's just a joke? All right, you know. Number five, each Alcoholics Anonymous group ought to be be a spiritual entity having but one primary purpose, that of carrying its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. I don't know what that has to do with sexual harassment and all the harassment that I am documenting all over the country. Like, you know, if that if anybody really cared, they every time they get a phone call, which you know when when uh, the woman who um keeper when her son was murdered. Thomas McGuire in 2001, when she called and they said we don't. Th- this is general service in New York City. Told her we don't have an opinion on outside issues. They didn't say, oh my God, we're so sorry. What happened? Did, was, was he caught? You know, is the group safe now? No, it, that's what they said to her. So no compassion, no, uh, you know, fighting for what was right. Just total. Uh, I don't know what this thing is anymore. Um, number five, right? so uh, a spiritual a spiritual entity but you see if you sit and you listen to this meeting after meeting then you believe it you think that this is you know reality and my my time is running out because I only planned on doing a 30 minute show and now I have like two minutes left Um, number six is problems of money property and press property I'm sorry problems of money Property and authority may easily divert us from our primary spiritual aim. We think, therefore, that any considerable property of genuine use to AA should be separately incorporated. These are really long. I might have to do another show on the long form. Uh, So let's go back to this one, the short one. Uh, AA never lend their name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Well, this has already happened. That's happening in rehab and in treatment big time. So that's a lie. It's just a lie, the whole thing of it. Number seven is every AA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. That might be true as far as groups. Eight, Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever nonprofessional, but our service centers may employ special workers. This is complete bullshit. Um, All of the AA members have become rehab counselors. Alcoholics Anonymous, Marty Mann, created the National Council on Alcoholism as a way for her to perpetuate her bullshit. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I could have done an hour's show, but I'm running out of time, um, <laughs> so I'm going to stop, <laughs> because I have so much work to do in preparation for flying to Seattle. Thank you so much. My name is Monica Richardson. You can listen to me on iTunes or here or download for free anywhere. Share everywhere. Like us on Facebook and Twitter, The 13 Step to Film, Monica Richardson, or LeavingAA.com. Tell all of your friends everywhere that they are not alone to speak up and to back next week with another show. Good night. Again, this is Blog Talk Radio. Safe recovery. See you next week. Bye-bye.